0: Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side?
1: This podcast is proudly brought to you by Monday Distillery, who makes sophisticated, elk-free drinks that still have all the taste of a good time. G&T without the tears, whiskey without the wobbles, and other delicious cocktails too. Switching the ritual instead of ditching the ritual is so much easier. Stay in high spirits, keep a clear mind. Head to mondaydistillery.com for more. Are you sick of feeling controlled by alcohol? Do you want to drink less? Do you wake up on a Sunday morning feeling really anxious and full of regret? I'm Danny Carr and welcome to my podcast, How I Quit Alcohol. Hi and welcome back to How I Quit Alcohol today in the Zoom room. I'm joined by Matt from Perth, Matt's dad. He's been in my challenge, I think it was July challenge last year. He's been sober for some time now and he's just an awesome guy. Yeah, so welcome to the show, Matt. I know it took a bit of wrangling to get you to come on, but uh, I'm so glad that you're here. So how are you?
0: I'm good. I'm about one year sober now, a little bit over. Yeah. It's been a great journey. At the start, I kind of envisaged a life without alcohol, um, and it was pretty similar to now. And I'm happy to say that I'm a lot, yeah, I feel a lot better.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. for doing it.
1: Yeah, that's fantastic. I think that's really, that's the common thing, isn't it, with people that they realise that once they're doing it, wow, this is actually what I had kind of envisaged. Sometimes it's better. And, um, yeah, and I'm doing it. So tell us about when you first started drinking. When did you first put a drink of alcohol to your lips?
0: Around 15. um, It was at a friend's party. I think he was turning 18 and there was the parents were allowing everyone to drink. It was. Um, lots of adults around lots of children around and I think I just got offered a a beer and that yeah and I had a sip and I thought wow this doesn't really taste that great but everyone else is doing it so I had one and then had maybe another couple and went home feeling a bit merry (laughs) oh I wouldn't I didn't get I don't think I got trashed or really drunk the first time I drank I just felt that that kind of um that happy go lucky the tipsy feeling yeah that was that was my first time yeah
1: yeah and obviously like kind of associating it to that kind of feeling really good that kind of this is yeah yeah, I feel good there's been no bad kind of implications
0: no no. did mum and dad know I don't think they did I came home um I don't think I told them. I don't think they asked. They knew where I was, and I don't think they had any concerns about where I was. So it was, yeah, I kind of got away with it pretty, pretty lightly for my first time.
1: And how did it progress for you? How did it, did did you sort of start drinking more regularly after that?
0: I don't know. I I don't think I did. It it would have been a couple of years before I started to kind of drink regularly. probably yeah around 17 I started playing in a like a a rock band with some older older people who all went to the pub and we played at pubs um just a cover band pub cover band in Tassie and yeah and I was so I was going to the bars I was drinking also doing some marijuana and smoking and that was just all part of the sort sort of the scene that I fell into Sort of regular drinking started there, getting drunk. Yeah, I was, it was fun. <laughs> it was really fun. I was having the time of my life.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you kind yeah. of are at that age when you kind of, especially you're playing in a band and you kind of, you know, you're hanging out with these people and, you know, it sort of does start fun and yeah. it, it can be fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, it was. I was, um, yeah, going to bars underage. No one was asking me for my idea or anything like that yeah it was it was great I was having a great time
1: yeah and what was alcohol doing for you do you think at that point was it sort of helping you fit in with that group or what was
0: yeah definitely it was it was helping me fit in it was helping to take away my I suppose inhibitions make me more sociable with everyone I'm a bit of an introvert um I don't I don't deal with Kind of social situations with new people very well, so the alcohol was really making that experience a lot a lot easier to deal with. Yeah,
1: mm, yeah. In hindsight, looking back on my own journey, I, I really feel the same way that I'm, you know, that just those social situations and trying to navigate them, especially when you're younger, it's different now. I think being older, but it's so scary, it's so nerve wracking, and you want to make a good impression, you want to fit in so important to fit in when you're younger so you're playing in yeah so you're playing in a band you know hanging out with these dudes getting you know getting a bit high getting a bit drunk when did it start to become a bit more frequent or when were you starting to feel like this is this is not fun
0: um I think it would have been so yeah through my early 20s I didn't didn't ever question the fun times and the drinking and occasional smoking with friends it was it was just part and parcel I think it wasn't until my late mid to late 20s um, I'd moved to Western Australia um, living in the gold fields um, working in the mines lots of people from all around the state living there and 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 the world so it was a great place for young young people to party and drink and all that kind of thing and I think my first serious relationship around yeah, mid twenties. I there were some instances where I'd I'd sort of gotten quite drunk, sort of put myself in situations that I wouldn't have been in otherwise. Um, getting into scuffles at the bar, like it never turned into proper fights. My ex partner probably doing some things with other other people that other girls that. Um, at the time was I suppose wasn't really great which wasn't really along with my values Um, and kind of just being in places and and how people's houses at parties and situations and and I'd wonder where how I got there and things like that so blackouts were becoming not regular but they were starting to happen and Mm. then you'd kind of wake up and You'd, you'd have the shame of well, what's happened? What have I done? Who have I spoken to? Who have I? What have I said? That's when I started wondering what what was ha- what happened that evening.
1: Mm. I was talking to yeah. Ash the other day about remembering like blackouts that would happen in yeah. the middle of the night, and like you'd be up and functioning, and suddenly you're kind of somewhere, and you're like, "Hang on, how did I get here?" Or you're in the middle of a fight, say. With you, and then you're like, I don't remember how this even started, and you're kind of racking your brains, and then you kind of, kind of keep going. Still, it's like you come out of this blackout in the middle of the night. That was really, mm. that's it's really awful. So okay, so you're kind of starting to to black out. You're getting your gang bang on. Sounds like with your, with oh. your girlfriend.
0: <laughs> no, 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 not like that. It was, it was just probably. Taking things too far with other girls while I was I was in my first relationship and and yeah, you'd meet a girl at the bar and you might you might kiss her and things like that and oh a bit more yeah, cheating. Yeah. Sorry, I thought it was like yeah. you were doing gang things. Uh-huh. <laughs> so yeah, just trust me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so yeah.
1: Yeah, just, so doing stuff, things that yeah, right and catch up went in, yeah. in line with your values and yeah. doing yeah.
0: Yeah and waking up um with shame and and yeah guilt and
1: Mm -hmm. yeah and when you were kind of waking up when you started getting into that blackout zone how long did that go on for before you sort of decided that it was time to to give it up for a while
0: I think there was there was one there was one blackout or situation that I do vividly recall and and I was still living in the in the gold fields and I said to myself, I have to stop drinking. That was the first time I ever said I need to stop drinking or or have a break or, and I think I only did a week and I was drinking again. Back at it. Yeah. yeah. What happened in that it.
1: situation? Can you, are you able to share that?
0: It was the same thing. It was, it was um, a colleague at work and um, I was in like my first relationship still, which sort of ended quite soon after, but yeah, getting it on with a colleague at work while I was in a relationship and, and sort of not remembering about it the next day and finding out from people and feeling guilt and shame and that was like, you've got to put a stop to this. And yeah, it didn't, I didn't stop for very long. I kind of, oh, I can did we just, can,
1: we, can we pause there and just yeah. go back to the thing of getting it on with your work colleague? Um, yeah. Fuck, you know, <laughs> fuck, fuck, fuck. Like <laughs> that's probably like one of the no-go zones apart from yeah. trying to pick up someone in your, you know, one of your <laughs> yeah. in-laws. But um, you know, that kind of thing, like doing something at work or doing something with, yeah, a colleague or just questionable behavior yeah. Yeah. at a work party, there's nothing will give you more shame and regret mm. than something like that. Yeah, no.
0: yeah. And and I think maybe that's why I can recall I can recall that situation so well. Um, even to this day that sort of there's a few situations that have that have occurred in my drinking life and I call them events and that was probably the first event that kind of made me question alcohol
1: oh absolutely and I'm so glad that you did start to question alcohol because so many people myself included don't put two and two together for quite a long time that it's the alcohol although we go we sort of do because we say that's it I'm not drinking but Again, we still blame ourselves. We think we're bad. That's why we have that regret and the shame um, and the guilt. You know, we're not blaming the alcohol for it. What effects were the blackouts having on your, like, mental health, um, if any?
0: I think around the late 20s to early 30s, th- that's probably also when I started to have a bit of anxiety, which I still have now. That um, I don't think alcohol has ever has ever served well or or helped with in any way.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, the alcohol just exacerbates that anxiety so much, and you know we often sometimes think that it's going to help it, but it really it really doesn't. And so, no. yeah, I I can agree. Like those blackouts that I was having was really it was enhancing my anxiety but it was having such a massive effect on my mental health and my self esteem and my confidence. And, um, it's just horrific, you know, all that stuff of not remembering and doing stuff that you don't really would normally do. It's just horrible. Alcohol is so fucked up when, when you're in it, when it gets sort of, when it gets you by the balls, that's for sure. So but, Sorry
0: if I, um, but in, I uh, just, just back to the the questioning the alcohol, it wasn't more that I should give up back then or alcohol is, is, is sort of not something that I want in my life. It was more that I need to control. How do I control or I need to have a little break and then I'll go back to it and I'll delicious. learn how to not drink a lot. That's, that's where my head was at at that stage.
1: I mean, you know, hands up if you're guilty of that, you yeah. know, like far <laughs> out. how many times I had that conversation. I'll just learn how to control it. Yeah. I'll just learn to have one. You know, I'll just learn, you know, fuck, and it's.
0: I'll go to mid-strength or I'll have a oh, water yeah. every second drink or I won't have top shelf again or there's all kinds of different different things that I that I tried. None of them ever worked. Yeah, mm. there, was, there was no solution.
1: Yeah. I try, I used to try, um, I'd mixed it, you know, I'd have a spritzer like wine with yeah. soda water and ice and, but they were just getting stronger and stronger. And I just managed to drink more, you know, over a longer period, I guess. And then yeah. what else would I try? The, I got onto this sort of really low cal low beers. Um, they weren't zero beers, but they were light beers for a bit. and but that just made me bloated and, Ah, oh, there something else I try. Oh, the vodka lime and soda, because I'll try and make them weak, and they'd start weak, but they get stronger. So, what were some of the things that you tried to, in inverted commas, control your drinking?
0: Um. Yeah, it was. It was the not drinking spirits. Going moving to mid. So I think mid strength started to come out sort of fifteen years ago. Now mid strength was was starting to come into some of the bars. Um, even lights i remember drinking light beer which helped sometimes but it would always because i would be or i wouldn't have an event for a few weeks or i wouldn't have gotten really drunk in a few weeks i'd kind of let the guard back down and it was like oh everything's good now and yeah. i've got over that last event and okay let's let's get let's sort of get back to it again it's not, not, not not wanting to get drunk and black out, but that was just an in, inevitable um, that was just a fate that that I would I'm a guzzler and mm-hmm. when you're a guzzler, you kind of guzzle guzzle and it seems to catch up with you but then and when it does catch up with you it kind of hits you hard and I think that's why I would black out.
1: Yeah, I think it's to do with the amount, like how quickly you drink. Yeah, and yeah, how quickly your blood, your body's not
0: processing it, and eventually, when it does, or when it's poisoned you enough, Mm -hmm. then kind of your body, your your brain, your brain must have just shut down, and
1: Mm -hmm. And then you're offline. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, body's moving,
0: but the but the brain's not. You're yeah, in. Yeah. God.
1: How long do you think you sort of tried to do that thing of, I'll get it under control? Because I know for me it was a couple of, you know, yeah. it was ages and
0: like decades. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It would have been, would have been probably 12 years.
1: Yeah. What is it, do you think? Like, why does it take <laughs> us so long to put two and two together to realize, okay, I'm not getting this under control? It's not working. Yeah. Like, why does it take us so long? What, what do you think?
0: I, I'm not really, I don't I'm trying to think back and it would have only been maybe a year, a year, uh, maybe two years ago now that a life without alcohol was something that I was starting to think about. And um, I think seriously, the, it wasn't until your, po- your podcast and then joining the challenges when... I, I think there was something that flicked inside of my brain and, and sort of that was it. There was, there was no more. And I'd made that choice before I'd started the challenge. That And there's a few things that happened in my life re- recently and that was the birth of my daughter, um, which really made me, I never wanted her to see me in those states. I didn't want that to be normal for her. Growing yeah. up, yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Isn't it funny how you said like, you know, you couldn't imagine a life without alcohol, but yet it's caused so much grief. And it, we're all the same, like we're all guilty of this, Of, but I can't imagine my life without it. But <laughs> we say that, but yet it causes, it like runs havoc in our lives. It causes so much grief and anxiety and shame and regret, but yet I can't imagine my life without it. You know, it's just so sad that we kind of get so stuck there in this, yeah, not imagining life without this thing that causes so much destruction. I'm pretty sure if there was anything else in our life that caused so much destruction, we're pretty much out of there. But it's very much like a, an abusive relationship I liken it to, that, you know, sometimes if you're in an abusive or toxic relationship, you'll try to change it, you'll try to change the person, you'll try to change yourself You try so many things thinking that it'll get better one day and it never does. And then finally I think you get one to one point where you're like, I've had it with this person, I'm out, hopefully. Otherwise, you know, people that stay in those relationships, just like with alcohol, often it just gets worse and um, eventually you kind of lose all your self-esteem and all your confidence. And
0: I think something else that just made me thought then was, Maybe the people the people that I was associating with back in my late twenties to early 30s, everyone was a drinker. Every I don't think I knew anyone that didn't drink. Mm-hmm. And um the last few years, what the people that I associate and hang hang out with, there's some people that don't drink much. And maybe that change of scene for for me. I don't know, gave me uh, let me yeah, because people would come around and they wouldn't drink sometimes and I'd go, well, what's wrong with you? Like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: we're this is supposed to be a party and 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 then maybe and and secretly I was a little bit jealous of them. <laughs> and yeah, and maybe just that that gradual change over the years, um to a different sort of friend group allowed it allowed me to think that I could I could live a life without alcohol
1: yeah you start to see what's possible yeah for sure yeah um, that's why it's so important to be careful around like who you're around and have a look yeah. at your friend group for example the people you spend the most time with are they contributing to your life in a positive way yeah you know, or not and so isn't that great that you just saw it was possible you know it is yeah. possible yeah amazing, yep and how did your friends react who are the big drinkers did the relationships with those people change at all in the last year
0: um, i don't like I, I, people i hang hang out with still drink, but i don't I don't really hang out with any big drinkers and a lot of the sort of the the males and the da, uh, the yeah the males in my life have all, have all become dads in the last few years um and yeah no one's out partying much anymore <laughs> um I was just thinking the other day that even when we catch up it, it's usually with kids and toddlers and it's a it's usually a barbecue but everyone's kind of gone by nine o'clock and which is fine by us because we're we're kind of we're in bed early these days anyway. But yeah, I th- I think there's a yeah, I've gotten to a point where I don't I don't hang around with with big drinkers and that be- could because of everyone's stage of life that Yeah. In. Yeah, I think yeah. so
1: too. But I think you attract like attracts like. Yeah. So you you if you were still a big drinker, you would find the big drinkers.
0: <laughs> well, thinking back, I I would have been the biggest drinker out of my friend group for the last like prior to me sort of um, quitting a bit over a year ago now, I would have been the biggest drinker and I would have been the, the person initiating most of the, bi- the bigger drinking sessions. Yeah. I'd take that out of the equation and everyone's sort of happy having one or two oh and going God. home.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Imagine the pressure we've put on people in our yeah. time. Yeah. Like I've, I've realised that too, that, geez, I was a huge instigator, particularly around friends that d- only have a couple. That yeah, I push them, I push them, and push them to some pretty big nights sometimes, and um, they're probably glad to see the back of me the next morning, I'm sure.
0: And even my um, even my partner drinks less. She she definitely didn't drink like me, and and I think she drank more because I was drinking regularly. Yeah. Um, Now that that now that I've stopped, she yeah she she still drinks um, occasionally, but it's only occasionally now.
1: Yeah. And was she worried about your drinking before you stopped?
0: Um I think the the la I think the last well the what I call the last event that that made me decide not to drink again um, was a friend's 40th party, and that was not long after my 40th birthday, and we just went out caught up um and had some drinks at a bar and and yeah no, nothing nothing bad happened that night, but I blacked out and woke up and didn't remember some things or didn't remember most of the night really. Mm-hmm. Um, and my partner brought it up the next day and sort of said you were you were pretty drunk last night, and I said, "Yeah, I know I said I blacked out and I couldn't remember." Talking to this person and that person, I was. I was in a safe. I was safe because I was around friends and my and my partner. But again, I felt the shame and the guilt. And people were seeing me in this sort of forty year old guy, new dad, pissed out of his brain. Again, just repeating the same patterns. And that was it. That was. Not, I, I just thought, I'm not. I'm not feeling like this again. I'm not going through this again. I'm not. I know I have to see these people at the shops and around the suburb. And, and I did. And, and I felt like shit. And I thought, no, nah, never again.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
0: God. Yeah.
1: Oh, that embarrassment and that shame. It's just awful. Oh, it's the worst. I would never go back to that. Nothing is worth ever no. going back to that. So tell me about so obviously, so that's the last kind of event. You signed up for the challenge, yeah, you know you've been listening to the podcast, which is awesome. Um, how was it for you like I know it's a while ago now, but um, how did it feel for you at first, like navigating some of those things that you'd normally drink at, like social occasions, and how did you pull yourself through those times
0: i, I didn't I didn't struggle a lot with with triggers, I think because I'd been through so many so many situations where alcohol had really let me down or I was thinking actually I'd let myself down, but it was the alcohol that was doing it. It was, it was not hard. The, the decision was that I'd made the decision and it wasn't hard from then on. Maybe it coincided with me turning 40 that year and it was like, that, that's enough. Like 20 years of of drinking pretty heavily is, is enough. And everyone knows the older you get, the harder it is to bounce back from from drinking, and mm. your body doesn't repair itself as well as it should do. And 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 I, know, I was noticing that. A new dad, and I've been getting into my fitness a bit more over the last couple of years, and and the drinking sessions and and things like that weren't, weren't helping um, weren't helping with that.
1: Hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, and what was one of the greatest challenges for you? Because you did the three-month challenge. What was one of the greatest challenges or has been the greatest challenges for you? What did you find really difficult about it, about quitting?
0: At first, I thought I would have a lot of trouble going out and socialising with people, work events, dinners, et cetera, even friends coming around for and catching up with us. But I, I, at first, I didn't tell Anyone, I would, I would just kind of grab a zero beer and put it in a glass, and no one would be, no one would know any different. But eventually, I was just, I just started telling people, and most people were really supportive. So where I thought I would have challenges, I, I actually didn't. And thinking back now, I saw going to see some bands early on, in my sobriety was so much better. <laughs> And yeah. going out for dinners was so much better because I could remember everything.
1: Yeah, I'll tell you um, what, I agree. If you've been a blackout drinker for a while, yeah. just the gift of remembering is so huge.
0: And, and bands for me were somewhere where it was, a, was an event where I'd usually drink a, a bit to kind of get into the mood and, and, and really enjoy myself. But I find I have as much fun because I can drive home I can, I I remember everything that's happened. So I I didn't really have any, I didn't really have any big challenges. I, yeah. I, I think, yeah, I think just that, just that simple mindset of I don't drink anymore. Mm -hmm. And the further I got down the sobriety road, the easier it became and the more, define i was with my decision
1: yeah i think once once it's set in your mind if you really are certain of it in your mind it's so much easier than when you're kind of half in half out that's yeah. really really difficult but i'd say to people that are listening you know get really sure about it you know particularly if you if you want to give it a good ma- amount of time off or perhaps forever you know really be sure about it and get like think of all the reasons why and remember all the shitty blackouts and get that kind of leverage going and and think about exactly why you want to do this and keep remembering that. So it kind of keeps you on that track and that will help. That will stop you being in the kind of half in half out thing when we're still glamorizing alcohol and romanticizing it. That kind of pulls you back a little bit, pulls you back out into that, away from that 100% commitment. You know, if you can get yourself there and it's a lot to do with you know this thing up here in between our ears that it's can kind of make or break us, that's for sure. And, yes. and I think
0: within a couple of months, and joining your challenge and learning about some of the tools that, that you can use, um, it's it started to be more about well, it's not the alcohol challenge now, it's actually dealing with my past challenge now, yeah, um, and why I drink, yeah, yeah. So, it, and that's still, I'm still on that journey about dealing with my past and, and understanding how I work and why I'm a brain, why I think the way I do and, and I, I think that'll be forever.
1: Yeah. I think I remember you saying to me once, I'm pretty sure it was you, Matt, where you asked, is this kind of learning, this kind of self-help stuff, does this go on forever <laughs> or does it stop? And I was like, yeah, no, it's pretty constant. <laughs> it's something we keep yeah, doing.
0: Yeah. You know, we um, keep learning. Yeah, and because you, you kind um, of... You kind of lift a stone up with with reading something or or discovering an author, uh, and then and that uncovers something else. And then you kind of then before you know it, you've every second book is a self help book um, yeah. that's someone's recommended, or you've or you found out through another author, and and yeah, taking little bits from each from each book. Um and helping you to understand why we think like we do and why we act like we do it's 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 super interesting i i I love it <laughs> yeah me too yeah it's my jam <laughs> yeah,
1: I love it who was one if you could recommend anyone or who was one of the people that resonated with you the most do you think
0: um definitely eckhart toll, I think the power of now was, was my, was 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 a game changer for me, and then his, his podcasts just really help. I think I, I use them on a, when I'm walking and out with the dog, but I just I find them in the morning that they actually just sort of trigger your triggers, you trigger your mind and make you think about how how you're behaving and why you're behaving. It, it's kind of like I I liken it to um, positive affirmations. It it, it kind of just helps you stay on that on that journey and, and help you be aware of of well, be aware of how of what you're thinking about and be and observe your thoughts instead of running with them. Yeah. I, I'm in the past I was if if I got a thought, a negative thought or anything like that I I would just roll with that for days it would it would just be this is it I'm I'm shit I'm no good let's go and get in this gutter for a couple of days and feel Mm -hmm. and like just be covered in self-pity and but now I yeah I can I can stop it in its tracks and and yeah, and And I don't get into these couple of day depressive cycle well that I used to yeah.
1: yeah I yeah. remember within I think it was within the challenge or perhaps afterwards but we were talking about but the work of Byron Katie and like doing yeah. the work and I remember that resonated really well with you that questioning the thought and questioning yeah. the belief that we're having and do I know it's true? can I hundred percent know it's true? can I turn it around? And I remember that that was like whew, that was quite a moment for you.
0: Yeah, it's um, and I still use that. To, that's a def, that's a book I definitely recommend. Byron Katie, the questions that can that can turn your day from bad to good in yeah, in yeah. just a matter of seconds.
1: It's so powerful that work mm. and the book's called How to Do the Work. Yeah. No, sorry, it's called Loving What Is. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, the god, it's just so brilliant. It's so you know those questions are just if we could live our life in that way um we'd all be better off for it that's for sure so it's oh. questioning and you realize pretty quickly i don't i'm i'm just making this shit up Yeah. a big story that i'm getting myself into i don't even know that that's true <laughs> you know it's full yeah, on. we
0: we we can just assume a lot of things and they can just cause so much hassle and grief in our life, and especially like with my parents, I there's there's things that I there was situations or or thoughts that I had, and and really when I applied the three questions, it was there was no truth to it. Yeah, um, yeah,
1: yeah. Another great one in that is like when she says how do i act or how do i react when i believe that thought and it's if we believe this thought that oh, such and such is talking about us so or such and such doesn't love me or such and such doesn't respect me and then how do i act when i believe that to be true and that's that for me was the eye opener for me because it's like i act like a dickwad you know i might start you know ruminating or i can't sleep and mm. i i can't concentrate i start to plan revenge in my head or like it's full on when I even ask myself that question just believing something that I don't even know is actually true and then when she turns it around and says you know the alternate what could what could be an alternative and how do you react and how do you behave when you believe a different thought
0: yeah so like I when relax turn it around yeah yeah well all of a sudden now I don't think about that and I'm I'm worn and responsive to that person next time I meet them and and I'm not, yeah. I'm not putting a wall up now, and I'm not being defensive. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so 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 powerful. And we spend we spend most of our time just in our head, dealing or, or focusing on ourselves. Yes. And how we're just... not. with how we're not getting what we what we need what we want.
1: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Don't we just, and we create oh, no. so much suffering because people aren't behaving exactly how we want them to be behaving.
0: Yeah. Uh, re- a recent book, an- another one I'd recommend to anyone listening to this podcast is Living Untethered. Oh, my I'm God. Singer. Um, yeah.
1: <laughs> please, like, in, I'll just, I'll, I could just kiss Michael Singer's feet. Living Untethered, The Untethered Soul. Yeah. If, like, please, everyone, go buy that book change your life that's just amazing isn't he just i actually did yeah. his eight week course as well oh, okay that was brilliant it was really really good and his podcast is amazing like he is phenomenal and uh, i agree it's up there with with it is my favorite actually i think he's taken over wayne for me like <laughs>
0: see you lift one stone it, it, it leads to another it, and yeah and it's so funny learning and, and growing along the way
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I'd read that book. I've read it quite a few times and it just got me again when I read it earlier this year, something in it just got me really good. It got me and everything. I was just having aha moments everywhere. I think I was just so, I was even more ready for it. And we just, the grads just did it in the book club. Did you do it in the book club?
0: No, I didn't. didn't
1: But a few of them, there was Kelly and a few of the others were like, I've read it before, but it didn't resonate with me that much. And then they found this time. They really got it, you know, they got his concepts. Yeah.
0: I could definitely read it again and I probably will pick it up in a few months' time because, again, it's this learning journey is something that you, you revisit. You, you can't read a book and drop it and, and move on and, and never go back to it. You've, you've got to keep, keep refreshing the brain and, mm-hmm. and what you think today might not be what you think in three months' time. Yeah. Um, I think I've read
1: yeah. The Untethered Soul about, oh, God, 10 times this year. I just was listening to it again the other day. I just, like, <laughs> pop it on and put it in my earbuds, and I'm listening to it again, just going, oh, wow, writing yeah. more and more stuff down. It's sort of some of these books are like Bibles, quite literally. Like, And if you think about a religious person will read the Bible, you know, they studied the Bible. They're back yeah. over and they're going over all the different stories and, you know, they they keep visit. They keep revisiting certain things or so they'll have the same scripture, but they'll read it over and over and get different things out of it at different times. So if you look at it like that, see them as your Bible. If there's something that really connects with you, you know, I, I would see it like that and um, just keep studying it, keep going back to it because, God, there's nothing bad in there.
0: <laughs> I think it was, there was one really great um, point in that book too and it was about everyone, everyone's, everyone thinks differently because everyone has, has had a different past. Mm-hmm. No one has had the same past. So, therefore, you will never think the same as someone else and, therefore, mm-hmm. is anyone right or is anyone wrong? Mm-hmm. And, and I'm just thinking, like, the, the things that have happened in this world is, is due to people's opinions and how far will people go to uphold those opinions about a certain mm. subject? But no one's right.
1: Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes, God. And, yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. And that's the thing that you realise too, like you start to look at, like when you take alcohol out and you have that clarity, then you can start to think these thoughts and get a bit deeper in your thought processes and you have so much more clarity and you start to realize that you are not your thoughts and that you don't no. have to react to everything that you think no and it gives you so much more control
0: yeah and and before when you would be in a situation that you didn't want to deal with you would just reach for a glass of wine and that would just sure. take the edge off and and now i'm i'm in a situation where i can Observe what I'm thinking and challenge it, and either throw it out or yes, it is right. It's so Mm -hmm. I'm I'm just so happy that I'm I'm, I've become self-aware through this journey. Yeah, self-awareness that is so valuable to me now.
1: Yeah, yeah absolutely yeah tell me what's your daily practice like because i know i bang on about daily practices in the challenge <laughs> do you do you still have one is have you carried that yeah. through
0: gratitude practice is something that i i probably do the most yeah that's something that i've kept up
1: have you found that valuable
0: just making me making me aware of how great my life is I think everyone's life is great. It's very hard just to focus on, uh, I'm a big a bit of a negative Nelly by nature, having British parents and that whole complaining about the weather. I think it's quite true. Um, so for me, it it just flips that around and I'm just able to start the day with, with what's great about my life and what's, what's coming up that's going to be great and what's happened in the past. It's great. Yeah, so helps with the the positive thoughts going through my head yeah yeah
1: what have you used or what have you kept using that sort of kept you on track i know that you're doing the self-awareness stuff yeah yeah what's the main thing that's kept you on track and kept alcohol out of your life i
0: think the strongest thing for me is is just thinking thinking back to the times where i did use alcohol and the repercussions and the hangovers and the guilt and the shame I only need to sort of go back to one of those events in my past, and that's enough just to make me just feel disgusted with with alcohol and what it can do. And that's that's probably my strongest tool.
1: You just said something yeah. there, like feeling disgusted with yeah. alcohol, and I think that's just so key what you said just there, not feeling disgusted with myself, which I thought was where you were going to go, but feeling disgusted with alcohol. And for anyone listening who's feeling shame and regret that feel disgusted with the alcohol. And when you get that disgust for it, that's, I feel exactly the same way. It's like, Ooh, yuck. Like go away. You're disgusting. (laughs) Literally. That is what keeps it away from me too. It's just like, no way. And it's that shit is responsible for so much suffering in my life and, it it's revolting to me. Yeah. That's a good one, Matt. That's really good. And so what would you say to anyone that had that similar feeling to you? Like, I can't imagine my life without alcohol, but it's causing me grief. What advice would you give to someone like that?
0: I would think ha- have a break from it. You don't have to sign up to a challenge necessarily, but just have a break and and see what changes in your life mm-hmm. um, and see how you feel. And then and maybe reflect back on, on that time to, to see what changed I think it makes for a simpler life mm. Mm. <laughs> um, you, you take a lot of complexity out of it through all these kind of highs and lows I feel now that my life is a bit more stable therefore i'm I'm allowed I'm, I'm able to grow in other areas yeah um, so yeah anyone who's listening just set yourself a, a, a mini challenge or a we're mm-hmm. not so many challenge and and see how you feel,
1: yeah, yeah and, yeah, yeah, I love that. it's uh same with me too like life be- does come so much simpler with alcohol, it takes all that drama out of it, too. There's so much drama that comes yeah. along with alcohol and and everything that you know everything that comes along with it, so yeah, it does make life a bit simpler, it's really beautiful, yeah, <laughs> well said. Well said. So, Matt, one of the things I bang on about all the time is feeling your feelings and, you know, sitting in it. And, you know, what are you feeling right now? What's happening in your body right now? And what's your nervous system trying to tell you?
0: Right now I'm feeling quite relaxed. At the start of this um, conversation, from a bit of a hectic afternoon, I was feeling a, a bit anxious, a little bit nervous, a bit stressed. And talking with you, I feel quite comfortable. And I'm I'm actually feeling pretty bloody happy with not drinking for over 12 months now yeah so i'm i'm pretty happy yeah
1: that's great yeah it's so good
0: mm-hmm. like generally from day to day i i feel my emotions a lot more mm. so our, quitting alcohol doesn't remove the challenges of life but it you still have to deal with that but it gives you the it gives you the space to be able to deal with it instead of sort of going down the same old path of 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 sort of soothing yourself with alcohol and and all of the shit that comes from from doing that most of the time you can soothe, soothe with alcohol and it's fine but then there's, there's situations where the soothing goes too far and it turns into a blackout and a, and it turns into shame and guilt
1: Yeah. And that's when, you know, what's the problem really it's when the soothing becomes, doesn't work anymore.
0: Mm.
1: You know, it's not working. We're kind of chasing that feeling that we want to feel better all the time. So we're kind of chasing it, but it's not coming so readily as it was and it's causing more suffering on the end of it. And I guess that's the time. Then we start to question and go, okay, what am I better off without this? And yeah. So you're a great example of that. And so how would you say that life has changed? for the positive for you now that now that you are living a life without alcohol
0: i would never go back to drinking alcohol i as i mentioned my life's a lot less complex now i wake up fresh every day i my emotions are more in check i don't i don't have i'm not in these situations that i shouldn't be in i it's just so much better <laughs> i have a yeah, I have a better relationship with my partner and my daughter and I'm doing things that sort of add value to my life instead of taking away value.
1: Mm, adding value to your life. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Isn't it funny that taking one thing away can add so much value to your life and, oh. you know, something that you thought you couldn't imagine living without, but really when you live without it, you add so much value to your life. It's fantastic. Yeah.
0: And and it is. its it is. It's kind of like a, a noose around your neck alcohol because you you are always trying to deal with how you can drink. All the time you're thinking, got this coming up but I can't drink too much and then or if I go out and I have my car and then I've got to get a taxi back. So you, you're always trying to sort of pigeonhole it into your life and I think that's it kind of felt like a, a weight was lifted off my shoulder when I did stop. Because I didn't have to sort of deal with any of that anymore.
1: Yeah, all that preparation around drinking. Yeah. You know, it takes so much time.
0: Oh, it's There's so
1: much time taken with alcohol. It's the preparing, the the actual drinking, the getting over it. You know, <laughs> and then um, what you
0: give up. Oh, the drink. Mm-hmm. What you miss oh. out on. Mm. I've gained so much more, and I've for very little. I've given. Yeah. It's
1: amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, what we gain from from taking very little out, so much gain. So good, Matt. If you could go back and speak to your younger self, you know, the guy in his 20s and the guy in the bands that was, you know, having a good time but drinking a lot, the guy that was blacking out, what would you say to him? What advice would you give him?
0: I would say uh, keep having fun for another couple of years Um, but when that first event happens, take some action because you could save yourself a decade of unpleasantness.
1: (laughs) Yeah. God, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Noticing that. Yeah. When the first big fuck storm happens, yeah, (laughs) give it some questioning. Yeah, absolutely. So true. Um, that's amazing, Matt. Thank you so much for coming on today. I know I had to twist your arm a bit to get you on and, ask about 30,000 times. (laughs) So I really do appreciate it. Um, you coming on and sharing your story with everyone. Yeah. Just keep doing what you're doing. Congratulations. You know, over one year now, it's such a huge milestone. And, you know, I'd certainly say that you are definitely someone who, you know, spends his time thinking about things and, and kind of really weighing things up, but you did have a go at everything, you know, all these, different things that i'd have you try you really did you did put in and you had a go at it and you know you could see the difference you know in you and i've seen the difference in you over the 12 months and it's been really cool to watch so well done
0: thanks danny um yeah the the challenge was was great and just doing it with going on that journey with like-minded people in the same situation as you you think you Kind of a little bit isolated with your problems, but you find out that fucking everyone else is just having the same issues and they just want to remove that from their life too the alcohol and and it's for anyone listening it doing it with with people and in a group is is so much better um, yeah, yeah
1: yeah it's too hard to go it alone and mm. there is so many groups out there now too that's the other thing like. There's a ton of different programs and AA, you know, and, there, you know, all sorts of different things that people could do. But doing it in a group with people I think is, is what makes all the difference and having like-minded people with the same goal in mind makes all the difference. So, um, yeah, amazing. Well done. Thanks, Matt. Thank you. Speak to you later.